How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Horror Research 30. And tonight, our guest is Anne. And we'll be talking about some projects that she's worked on, going to be working on, coming up. Here's two of them right here. And, you know, getting in the Research 30. You guys know how it goes. So, Anne, how are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing really good, thanks. We just uh, came off of a weekend of a film festival where we got some nice wins nice. for Desperate Souls and for um, It Came Back From Somewhere, which we produced last year. Um, and then we just filmed a sequel to It Came From Somewhere called They Came Back From Somewhere. So uh, it's, it's been a busy week. That's always good. Nice. <clears throat> That's always good. How's it going for you, worst name? I'm holding up. Been rushing, been rushing around in the after. You know how it goes at five. You know everything that can go wrong will go wrong at the yes. hour of the toll. Yes, yes, so many times, and that's just with being a, a creators in general. It sucks. Technology, you love it and you hate it at the same time. I'm sure. I and I'm sure you've had on set. You've had issues with not even the people. It's just the damn technology for whatever reason. Everything is going perfect. Everything is going great. Everything is going right. And then the technology is just like, you know what? Everything is going too smooth. So I'm just going to give you issues for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've done some wrestling with that myself. I tried to be the host for an online premiere. It was either, I think it was just for a trailer for one of our films. And I thought, you know, I've worked in IT for 40 years. I can do this. And dang, I could not get <laughs> pieces of the technology that people lined up on Facebook for live. And I just, it was a disaster. I was, and I was so nervous the whole time. It was awful. Oh, yeah. That, I was going to say, that's even the worst. Like when it's messing up and then your nerves hit you and then anger hits you after that. And you're just like, you know what? Forget this. I'm done. People, listen, it's canceled today. We'll figure it out. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Bye. Turn the computer <laughs> off. <laughs> And everything, and you come back the next day because I've done this. You come back the next day, and you're just like, "Oh wow, all I had to do was click this." <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it's always very apparent after the fact. <laughs> after you cool off and calm, yeah, yeah. That's how it so, goes. what got you? What got you like started into the whole film career? Is it something you wanted to do since you were a child, or is it something that was more so in adulthood that you fell in love with it, or? Yeah, I came to it late in life. So I was in plays in high school. Um, I went to a small high school. We did like one musical a year and I was in the chorus and stuff. And then after I graduated from college, I started working in IT and just I didn't think about the creative stuff at all. And, you know, raised a couple kids. And then all of a sudden my friends were creating bucket lists and starting to go on these, you know, wonderful vacations doing a lot of traveling and stuff. And that really wasn't my thing. But I started thinking about, you know, like, what have I not done? that I will wish that I had done. And acting was one of those things. So I'm in the Chicago area. Um, they do, well, they did before the, the writer strike, um, a lot of uh, network TV filming here in town. So I thought, well, I'll start off with background acting because um, I had never done any on-camera stuff. Um, I did a lot of networking, took some acting classes, ended up getting a couple of agents and um, did some student films and then independent films. And one of the things that I really like about indie films is that everybody who's involved is there because they want to be there. They're not there for a paycheck because you know, the paychecks are pretty pretty thin. Um, 
but uh, it's just that passion that kind of ignited something in me. And so after I had been doing some acting, um, I met the folks with Star Films, and I really liked the writing. So Stu Kerman, who heads up Star Films, um, he started off as an indie writer, and he's written eight or nine, eight or, eight or nine books. And so I had read some of that stuff. Um, I auditioned for one of his productions. He did not cast me, um, but that didn't deter me because in the acting world, you get a lot of no's. Um, and I had just offered, a, you know, how can I help out with the production? Because he had a very small crew and um, he asked me if I wanted to be a producer. So I Googled that and uh, decided that it was, you know, kind of the organizational side, which coming from IT was kind of a natural for me. I'm always putting things in spreadsheets and stuff, uh, mm -hmm. keeping track of things. So I started uh, being a producer with him and I think we're, our next film will be like our fifth or sixth Film to work together on. Um, so we've got a really, really good team. And again, a bunch of passionate people. Um, I also do some on camera work for Acrostar and for other indie film groups. And, you know, I'll be happy to audition for those network shows whenever they are ready to come back to work. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And <clears throat> one thing you said, though, about the whole patch, like having a very passionate team when doing the stuff, doing whatever type of creation you're doing, whatever you're doing in any type of field, honestly, you really do need that. I feel like even more so for, you know, some sort of content creation, film or whatever, just because you want to get that, you want to get it done, you want to get it done right, and you want to have everybody enjoying themselves or at least not dreading going to do whatever it is you're going to do, because then that right there is already like, oh, man, I got it. Like, if it's a re like, say if it's a regular nine to five, it's like, oh, shit, I got to go to work tomorrow. Damn it exactly it feels and, like work yeah but yeah when it feels like work versus like it's like i enjoy this i know I, I know there's days where it's just like oh it's just a pain it feels too much like work i do enjoy it but it feels too much like work i can't wait for it to be over and for the day or two after it's like, or when it's all over with like oh it was all worth it it was all worth it but always you know, good that good team around you it's so freaking it's so freaking um important it's so important to have like that yep absolutely and i mean we even noticed that um so we, we tend to film in central illinois and some small towns um it's just easier to get locations and it's like way easier to get uh, background extra actors um, and and those folks you know like when i worked background on the network tv shows everybody was there for the really good free food and, you know, everybody would take as much as they possibly could and bring little bags with them to take leftovers home. Um, and they were there for the money. And then they would complain about everything in between, mm -hmm. you know, like while you were waiting, because of course there's a lot of waiting and filming. Um, and the background people that we get in central Illinois, um, I mean, our budget is small, we do crowdfunding, but we usually don't have any funds left to be able to pay the background actors. But every single one of them wants to be there to help make a movie. And they're a joy to work with. And when we filmed last week, it was so hot. It was like 94 degrees and like 96% humidity. Mm. We, we were out on the street. We had blocked off like Main Street in Farmer City, Illinois. Um, so you're out on the asphalt, um, you know, just cooking basically. And not one person complained. Nobody said, oh, you know, when are we going to take a break? Uh, or will we get break frequently? You know, nobody was like, oh, you know, where's, where's the crafty? Um, <laughs> and we had some available for them, but you know, people were not just clamoring for the food, so it was very refreshing. Mm. Oh, that yeah, I was gonna say, I can, I can only imagine just 
doing something, just doing anything, but being out in the hot sun and everybody being miserable, nothing's going to get done. Because it, oh. it just it, it takes that one person to state the obvious of how hot it is, and then just they all oh, it's so hot. Which really quick, Chris, sidebar the track, my nephew. Yeah. Oh, yep. so I'm so tired. I was like, listen, I don't care. I'm like, stop. You, when, you come, <laughs> when you come here with me, I'm going to be here all day. Dress the way you're supposed to dress. Go to sleep because another thing, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't care. Go to bed early and do, you know what you, you know what you signed up for. So be prepared for it. And That's it. as you're saying with that, those people, they do what they signed up for and they're prepared for it. And I again, I get the whole human nature of being upset, complaining because of the heat or whatever. But you're like, you know what? If I wasn't doing this, what else would I be doing? Like, I'm yep. actually on set. I'm actually going to be in a movie. I why complain my why, why complain now? Then they won't ask me to come back, or maybe they won't ask me to come back for the next one, the next film. So just <laughs> yo, imagine imagine all the people that work like Amazon or logistics and factories and warehouses. You know what I mean, like. Mm -hmm. You want to be hot in a 105 degree warehouse, 110 degree warehouse where your boss doesn't care. You just got to push your numbers. Or do you want to be hot on the set of a movie playing pretend all day? You know what I mean? Exactly. Just, exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, it's like you can go back and watch. Like once the movie's all done, you can go back and watch. You can show your friends and family. Going back mm -hmm. to what you were just saying, the warehouse, which is nothing wrong working the warehouse job. But I'm just saying. You can't go back and watch. No matter how good or bad you did that day, you can't go back and watch it like. Look, this is what I did today. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a movie, it's like, yo, look, not that day, but when the movie's out, I'm watching that. Yep. Like, you're watching yes. it. And I think that's just so cool. That's just so cool with that. Yeah, there's there's that feeling. Me and Brayden talked about it yesterday on the, the episode that I recorded with him. But there's this, this feeling after you get that completion. It's like you get the feeling of the spark to start. You get through the process, and yeah. like if you get a moment to enjoy the moment, you're like, "Oh man, this is the coolest thing in the world." And when it's finally all done, that feeling—if you held on to it from the beginning, you got to the end—that's that's that last little. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for that yes. morsel. Exactly, exactly. Do you have a? <clears throat> do you have a favorite genre of film? I definitely horror. Oh, see, nice, great, great. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> Same here as you can, you know, the title of the show and all that. But yeah, yeah. Do you all right now? With that, do you have a favorite subgenre of horror, like slasher, paranormal, and whatever else um, there is? Creature feature, psychotic, yeah, I mean, psychological. Reactor Star, we've done several of those. So um we, we've done slasher, we've done zombie, uh, which has there was a lot of blood with that one. Um, and I got, I got to become a zombie for nice. the first time, which was a blast. Um, I, I liked the physicality of that. Um, cause I got to attack somebody. Um, and then I got, and then I, got I took a bat to the head. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we have, some slasher stuff coming up um, next year. So um, I, yeah, I kind of lean into the slasher just because you've got all the blood um, mm. to work with, which is a lot of fun. I mean, it's a huge mess to clean up afterwards, but uh, you know, we again work, um, kind of everybody comes together and it's not just one person's job and all the actors help clean up the mess that we make. Yep. Yep. And 
just, I guess just to answer my own question, I might as well go around the room, which Steve, the question I did ask was the first question was what's your favorite genre of movie? And then the second favorite, then, well, after you answer that, I can ask you the second part of it, but I'll answer mine is horror. Like I said, and then slasher is my number one, just, it's what I was introduced to. I've been watching horror since I was about five years old. So what I, what I was introduced to with my older cousins and older brother and stuff was oh. getting to, <clears throat> excuse me, was just watching those movies. And you're following, like, I was the youngest at the time, so I'm following all of them around. You want to be around everybody older for whatever reason as a kid. And that's what we watched the majority of the time. And the majority of the time it was slasher. And, yes, I got scared plenty of times and mm-hmm. still came back for more. Still came back for more. But Chris, how about you for favorite genre, movie genre, and then your favorite subgenre of horror? Mm. If your favorite genre isn't horror, it isn't. Right? <laughs> I'm an action. I'm an action guy through and through. I need I need fast pace. I need some combat, whether it's gunplay or fisticuffs. I need some car scenes every once in a while. I need explosions. Michael Bay, what up? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love horror. Don't get me wrong. Uh, for me, horror gets a little bit too far into certain things with gore porn and stuff like that at times. So that's that's probably the only reason why horror is not my favorite. But there there was a period in time where I would say horror was my favorite. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I've, I've gotten older. It's just like, nah, I'd rather just watch some crazy, unbelievable shit happen <laughs> with, you know, some exciting things happening on screen. You know? Cars flipping over. You know. And then what's your Family. favorite? <laughs> oh gosh, no, not him. I just what's watched Fast Ten today too. What is your favorite subgenre of horror then? I'm I'm with the slashers. I'm absolutely with the slashers, just because of the nostalgia factor that you got from the '80s era and whatnot. And you know, Freddy's always been my my favorite. My follow up has always been uh, Chucky. Those two were literally in my nightmares almost every <laughs> single night from the time I was like four to like fucking 15 i swear 36. to god yeah <laughs> yeah till like last week <laughs> i finally said goodbye guys goodbye there you go there you go and no then... longer hold power over me steve first i want to say hello welcome hello. how's it going good how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good and then same same question for you like what's your favorite genre of film and then if it's not horror what's your favorite horror subgenre? Oh boy, I, I watch everything, but I would say my favorite genre, uh, I would say supernatural, okay. paranormal. I'm with you there on that. Uh, and then probably horror, than action. I mean, give horror. me a movie like Die Hard any day. Nice. Okay. I'm not mad at that. <clears throat> I'm not mad at that. And there, there is something about, um, another one of my favorites actually is found, I love found footage films. Yeah, I mean, if they're done right, they could be really good. Yeah, yeah. But I see some clunkers out there. That's like, oh shit, what am I watching? <laughs> oh, that, that's with any subgenre. Of, that's with anything. Well, true, but, but but I get what you're saying. With I do get what you're saying with that. But with those, <clears throat> they, when they're done right, they can be done so well, and exactly. they can be like a a found footage slash paranormal slash whatever. I mean, of course, all the genres can kind of mix but i like when mm-hmm. when um i like when the found footage ones do that kind of mix with either paranormal or kind of mix with a slasher type of film right and then like you were saying when it's done right when it's done right or at least at the very least if they have like the ideas there but for whatever reason for if it's the acting if it's the script mm-hmm. whatever the case may be but they have that idea there so like okay i kind of i seen what they were trying to do mm-hmm. so i can respect that and i get it 
I see what right. they're trying to do. I mean, some of them you could tell, oh, they're just acting. Yeah. I mean, take Blair Witch. I mean, that was authentic. Love, love it that. or hate it, that was well done. Yeah, I love it. I uh, and my subgenre for horror has to be zombies. Hmm. Ooh, zombies are another. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. Right. I mean, I grew up on Friday the 13th. Same. I mean, I think that. I still remember Friday the 13th in 3D with that arrow coming right at the eye. I mean, yeah. That's always embedded in my brain. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good old Jason, man. Good old Jason. Yeah, but The Exorcist today still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> my wife's the same way with that. And it's just, I mean, because of the belief of, you know, what goes on in that movie. If you have a religious background or whatever, I know that exactly. definitely religious slash spiritual background that i know that really ties into it and i enjoy that movie i've never the i don't know if it's just messed up or what with me i didn't see that movie till my teens though and i remember the first time i seen it, i was watching with my cousin bobby and i was laughing like i <laughs> it, like it, it's it's i think it's one of those weird things with amongst horror fans maybe not all horror fans but we'll watch so much horror stuff that we'll just watch something that some people are like yo how how are you laughing at the What is funny about this? Like you right. didn't see how he got his head chopped off and it rolled down the stairs. You didn't right. find that funny? <laughs> They're like, no, what's wrong? With see us, us Hispanics. Like I bet your your wife too. We were, hi, Madre Santa, pero con <laughs> like, hey, please protect us. I get the witch hazel out. Like grandma, please. <laughs> yeah. But I, I get I get where you're coming from because you see somebody heads get chopped off. It does kind of yeah. become kind of funny sometimes. How it, it happens. So what what got you into which I do want to grab pull up the comments really quick, but what got you into creating film, Steve? Uh well I started off as a self-published author and I wrote about eight, nine books. And it's every self-published author's dream is to see see their book become a movie. Well, obviously that's not gonna happen. So I took it upon myself and I studied filmmaking for like a year, year and a half. I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. There we go. Nice. I love that attitude. I love that freaking attitude, George. Just like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to try this. Fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. And I've been doing it ever since. See, that's awesome. We, we've been talking to a lot of filmmakers and creators and actors, and that, that seems to be like one of the one reoccurring things besides yes. things like imagination to start the process and holding on to that and like envisioning it beforehand. So I, I love that you hit on that. Cause that's, that's the biggest thing. Most people, there's a, there's a 1% for a reason, right? Cause there's right. a lot of dreamers, not enough doers. And, and that's mm -hmm. what it is. You just got to get up and make some shit happen. So thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta follow your own passion or it's not going to happen. You really do. You really do. And I know there's plenty of times and I'm just speaking from a content creator standpoint, not film and all that, but to where you just, you do it, you do it, you do it. And then there's days you just feel like you burned yourself out and it's almost like, fuck. <laughs> Why <laughs> like, am I doing I, it? <laughs> like you, you enjoy it. You enjoy everything about it. But then there, there's just those days, no matter how much you love anything, there's just those days. You're like, I, I just don't feel you like doing this. Shit today. <laughs> like, oh, I just right. lay down. <laughs> right. That happens with everybody, no matter what yeah. you do. But yeah, yeah, I get like that. I, I get like, what the, what the fuck did I get myself into? Mm -hmm. See, I feel like those moments and those times where you just are still doing it. I feel like a lot of the times, at least for me, I go back and I'm like, oh, shit. 
like I did that. Like I thought I was completely off today and I thought I was going to, I was having a shitty day. I, I don't think anything I did was good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it's the best piece of content I've done so far. Like it's definitely <laughs> up there. I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Like, okay, cool. Maybe, maybe I do got something going on. So all the other times I basically tell myself, I'm just talking to myself in my head too much. Just fucking do the shit. Just, just get right, it done. Right. Creativity never sleeps. Yeah, tell me about it. So that, that's how do you guys um get yourself in the groove? Like when you when you when you're in that funk, like when you're in that, I don't feel like doing this. And this is a round table question. Like, do you? I mean, yes, you could say you just go and do it. But what else do you do? Like, what gets you to go to that point to just go and do it? Do you talk uh, to somebody, or do you just? I watch a movie. Okay. Mm. I watch a movie go, you know, hey, that looks pretty good. Maybe I should try to do something like that with one of my films. And then I'll keep watching. I'll keep getting ideas. Oh, hey, maybe that'll work. And that'll get the creative juices going back again. Mm -hmm. Like putting more gas in the car. And Mm. then I'll go back and work and try it out. Nice. It's even with writing, too. Sometimes you just get burnt out on it that you I'll move on to something else and start something else. Just to take a break from what I was doing. See, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because, I mean, you'll burn out the story if you try to rush through it or if you get burnt out on it. It's going to turn out crap. Yeah. Right. How about you, Ann? Um, When I have, like, producing stuff to do that I don't want to do, I procrastinate by just finding other things to do. It's like I have an endless to-do list. So I'll just go off and do something different for a while. But then, you know, I kind of tell myself, well, I have to get it done. So I, I, I like set weird goals for myself. Like I'm not going to let myself get out of my chair for another 45 minutes. Even if I have to go to the bathroom or get water, like I just, I won't get out of the chair for 45 minutes. And then that makes me get something done. And I kind of, you know, reward myself glass of water, candy bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, on the creative side, if I'm working on a character, I will watch other people's work um, that may have some characteristics that then I can pull into my character. So if I'm, I'm having trouble like coming up with a unique spin on my character, I'll do that for influence. And then that typically helps. Nice. Nice. What about you? Well, uh, lately, I, I and this is where I, I kind of laugh and pat myself on the back at the same time. I'm kind of starting to realize that when I get into that mode of procrastination or if I'm like, you know what, I, I, let me do this later. Let me go do something else. And then like, I reflect really fast in my head. So I'll go through the reasons really quickly of like, why not to do it right now or what else I could get done. And then I go, no, that's exactly the reason. Like I flipped that on myself in that instant. I go, that's exactly the reason why to go do it right now. Just because you got to do all that other shit too. Mm-hmm. So just, just get this done, then go and move on. And then by the end of the day or the end of the week, uh, just like, holy fuck. Like I actually got tons of fucking shit done. And I'm, I'm yep. like, okay. So imagine if I can do this every single time and I didn't have to fight myself Every single time I had those moments that I wanted to procrastinate, if I can get myself to that point to just literally start up, get myself going, take my break when I need to, and keep moving, mm-hmm. I, I, we, okay, wowie. Yeah. <clears throat> See, for me, I'm, it depends on me, honestly. Like, as you know, Chris, a couple weeks was like two weeks ago, that Tuesday, I was like, let's just push it to Wednesday. Yeah. I just needed a break, just needed to just rest and yep. just 
reflect and reflect, refresh, reflect, whatever, not reflect, just rest, honestly, just rest. And the next day I was, I was fine Wednesday and so on and so forth. But it'll either be that or I'll complain to my wife and she's like, just go do it. She's like, you know, once you start it, you're going to have a good time anyway. Just go do it. And it's either that. And some days I'm just like, you know, I, I have to do it anyway. I got to get it done. I'll even hit you up. Like, we'll hit each other up at times. I'm like, yo, just, just do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just get up. Just do it. If you got to take a little break, take a little break. But just do it. Get it done. Get it out there. And you'll be happy when it's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like anybody who's in the creative space or anybody who gets into kind of a flow, they kind of realize at some point that there's something else that comes over you and lets you just go and go and go and go and go. And like you can go days with very minimal sleep or whatnot. Some days you won't even want to eat because you're so focused on what you're doing and trying to do shit. And then when your body tells you, all right, I need something. Give me some water. You give it the water. When it says I want some snack, you give it a snack. You give it some food and nourishment. You know what I mean? For mm -hmm. the most part, like I feel like once you hit that zone and you feel like it's good and you're enjoying it and something's moving and you don't, you just let yourself go into it. I, there's been times that my ladies looked at me and it's like, seriously, you, it's been like three days. You, you've gotten like four hours of sleep. You've <laughs> eaten once. I'm straight. And then there's boom. There's, you know what I mean? Like a week later, I'm like, I'm starting to feel it. All right. Yep. Today I'm not doing nothing. And it's like, all right, I get a full six, seven hours sleep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the luxury. <laughs> the luxury. Yeah. Ooh, I got a seven. <laughs> and this one for uh, Steve and Anna, is there a movie that inspired you to mm. want to be a film creator? I know you said you're a writer, Steve, but is there also a, a movie that was just like, you know what? Or a movie that said, I can do this? Uh, what inspired me to so many. Uh, Jaws is one, Ooh. just because of the complexity of the shoot. Um, Star Wars was another one that inspired me. I and, can both of those. And, and a little bit of Salem's Lot, the original one, back in the 70s. Nice. Nice. How about you, Ann? Yeah, I wouldn't really say there's any specific films that inspired me. Um, I mean, I've always, I guess I've always liked to be the center of attention. So that's why I like being on camera. Um, you're, you get more attention than when you're producing and just kind of making things run in the in the background. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I kind of mentioned at the very beginning, <clears throat> I started off doing some dramatic stuff in high school and just really liked it. Um, was fun to, to be, become somebody else. Um, it's fun to play. It's probably most fun to play like totally opposite your actual type of personality that you are in real life. Um, but that's a, it, it, it's easier to really dive into those kind of roles. Like it's hard for me to play a nice person and not feel like I'm acting like a nice person. I don't, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know, give me kind of a psychotic person, um, or somebody who's who's mean or evil background or whatever, and it's like, ooh, yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you know, what's, I like it. Me too. What's funny about that though is asking people that that same question. People always love playing the villain. They love playing the freaking villain. Every time I ask this question or just listening to other interviews and all that other stuff, they people love playing the villain. You could even go to like the whole wrestling back in the days, watching wrestling. 
people love the heel character. People love playing it because you have so much more freedom. Is what I'm hearing. Like you have because you can do whatever the hell you want. You could pretend to act nice for a little bit in a horror movie, then chop someone's head off right after, and that's that's your character versus the good guy. You have to be the good, clean kind of. I guess that's kind of boring. With within restrictions <laughs> and limitations, and that's it. You know that's why the Joker is so free. He's just. Don't care about nothing. All the rules he makes as he goes along, and that's it. You know what I yep. mean? That makes sense. <laughs> that makes plenty of sense. Are you the same way with that, Steve? You like playing the villain? Oh, I've never acted. I've acted a little bit, but yeah, you're right. I like to play a villain at one point, <laughs> or even as far as coming up with the character, writing the writing for that character. You like writing oh. for that character. Oh, that's that's a, that's that's fun as hell. The writer the villain, the writer villain part. Oh, that's great! Did he just completely go off the rails? See, I mean, he's like, there's there's no boundaries to what you can do, and that's also why I like writing supernatural because you can come up with the craziest shit you can think of, and hey, it'll work because it's supernatural. See, and I like that. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. You're not held within the boundaries of the real world, quote unquote. Which is a great thing, though. I mean, because once you're creating something as far as writing or film or something, especially, I feel like, especially in horror, you don't always want it to be believable. You don't want, right. want it to be like, oh, this can really happen. I mean, sometimes you do, but then there's times like, no, I need to have some wild, like I said, with the freaking head cut off and falling perfectly down the stairs, hitting every single step, and the eyeballs pop out. We think that's hilarious, but it's also right. like, who came up with that idea? How'd you come up with that idea? And then how did this, like, another thing I pay attention to now it's like, okay, they did all this dope stuff. They made this scene, but how did they make this work? And then you, when you watch the behind it, I love watching behind the scenes stuff and you see some things. Sometimes it's, it's real complex. Sometimes it's just as simple as pulling a string, you know, pulling something down the stairs with a string. Yep. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I get it like that too. It's like, that's all, that's, that's it. Yeah. There I'm thinking is one big complex, complex setup. And you're right, it's just a string. And I, But it's at the same time, it's so cool. Like, wow, they did all that with just this. And then there's those, and then the um, like the props that people make, and you see it, you hear them tell you how long it takes to make it, and then they have to destroy it. I'm just like, <laughs> I get it because you love seeing the thing being destroyed, but I'm just like, oh man, just imagine spending even ten hours on something just to have to destroy it for this film, and you're just like, oh shit, <laughs> like I'm just like, ah, oh. but I, I get it, I get it at the same exact time. But it has to be. T- oh my god, that has to be tough. That that's why to- I, I. That's why I always go for practical effects, because of the creativity. Mm-hmm. I Same mean, here. sure, you can digitally put in some blood spraying all over the place, but what's the fun in that? <laughs> I feel like with CGI, it, it's it's not bad used a little in horror, but I think CGI is more so, my personal opinion, for more like the Marvel movies, the action movies, yep. and stuff like that. Exactly. Because you kind of need it for all the stuff that they do. But right. for horror, I'm not saying you don't need it at all because I'm sure it can be used here and there, but nothing beats the practical effects. Nothing beats practical effects. Exactly. <coughs> Agreed. Especially in a slasher film. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just uh, CGI blood sometimes. I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> this is worse. This is worse than what I used to do. This is this looks worse than what I grew up to. Like at least this looks like paint. This just looks like nothing. <laughs> You know, back in the day, it looked like red paint or something. This, right? What is this? Right, it's all bright and red. 
a bright just, red. It looks so weird. It looks so off. Unless again, it's done correctly. Mm -hmm. And that, that's when I start laughing at horror movies. Uh, the effects are, are bad and it's not supposed to be bad. Like, I mean, we, we just filmed, uh, they came back from somewhere. So it's a 1950s style sci-fi creature feature. We did some intentional bad stuff. <laughs> the acting is bad. The props are so cheesy. But, you know, we did that on purpose to, you know, kind of pay homage to uh, those films of the past. But um, you know, if you're seeing something that's supposed to be, you know, state of the art and cool and everything and the effects are crappy, it's just laughable. Yeah. It is. It is. And what's funny about those is like the movies that are that go in that direction. Like, I know this is a low budget movie. I know it's going to be bad. So we're just going to go head first right into that. And those are fun sometimes. Those can be really, really fun. But then you have the ones that I feel. I don't know if it's like an overconfidence thing. I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously they made the movie. So go ahead. Hats off to you. Make the movie. But it's like just. It's like a weird, a weird thing where it's like, I don't know if they try too hard or not hard enough. It's, I'm just like, what, what's going on with this? Did they try too hard? Did they not try hard enough? Did they bite off more than they can chew? And just kind of just went for it, which either way, you made the movie. I've never done it. So that's off to you for that. But it's like, maybe you should have just kind of did what you can do. Like, which, what is the ones that are really going for? You know what I mean? Not the ones like we just mentioned that are just kind of just doing it just to do it or just like, Hey, I'm just going to make this funny, cheesy film. Like I'm really going to try to make a good movie. It's like, you should probably just take your time. Just take your mm -hmm. time, do what you can do and go. Yeah. <clears throat> are you saying something? <laughs> or are you laughing? Well, that's you? Your oh, no, I, I, thought I was like, did we lose Steve? No, I'm here. I'm here. I thought you were about to say something because I seen your your oh, circle. No, blinking. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's also trying to stay true within your budget. That really yeah, is an important well, yeah. part of it too. That well, that's that's what I mean by it too. Not just like your talent, but your but just stick that's stick to what you can do. Like if your budget exactly. is too much, then that's there's nothing wrong with that. If you can only have a hundred dollar budget and you have your phone, make it work. Make it work, and you'll eventually build up to more. That's true. Yep. But that I think I think what it is though with some, and I guess you can say it's across the board content is just people see the success of other things and they don't know how long that those people have been working on that. And they just see it. They you know what I mean? Like it happens all the time on social media, YouTube and all that. You see a video, a movie, whatever, and it just blows up. And that may be the first time you've seen that person do something, but you missed all the other nine thousand other things they've created that didn't hit maybe had like 50 views or whatever and then this one big thing you're like oh wow yeah, yeah. they did this for blah, like blah, blah, 10 years they, yeah right <laughs> exactly and that's just 10 years of what they put out not even mm -hmm. everything else previously and then mm -hmm. stuff that they're working on right now that they're not going to ever put out because they're like no i can't after i put this movie out, i can't put anything else out or this piece of content i can't i also think a lot of people too don't fully understand how much effort goes into making a film all the time it's it's a ball buster i believe it i believe it i mean i guess some people may some may look at it like oh this movie's only like an hour and a half so probably only gonna take us about blah 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 blah, blah to do it and it's like no man 
Right. I've never been on set, but just the little content stuff that I do or like the five, 10 minute videos or the half hour videos that I'll do, like the pre the pre-record stuff. And then going back to just to edit that. And he can say it, explain more than I can with that. He'll take hours and days just have one little clip or one little five minute video. And I lose patience. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. This is good enough. It's going out. <laughs> so I can only imagine for a film how that takes. I can only imagine for a film how, you know, how frustrating that can be at times. And you're like, I need this to work. I need this to be. I can't just throw it out there. Well, one of, the, one of the things that I like about Eckerstart Films is that I mean, Steve does most of the editing, um, but he he knocks them out. Um, you know, other things that I've worked on, um, they're in post production for a year, year and a half. You know, you just never hear anything about it. Maybe it'll come out someday. Maybe it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't let that happen. And and the the nice thing is that I mean, you could you can edit something indefinitely and never get it to be what you feel is perfect. But there has to be a point in time where you say, okay, this is it. It deserves to get out there. You know, the people who work on it, everybody deserves to see it. We're going to move it along in the process uh, and just not, not hold it in editing forever. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Chris? Oh, no, I hear <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's important though. That's important. What would you guys what would you guys say to someone who wants to get into film? Like as far as just say they want to make a movie with one of their friends, one a handful of friends, a group of friends want to make a film. What would you guys what would you guys advice be? Uh go for it. There's nothing yeah. holding you back now. I mean you got you got basically got, got a camera in your back pocket. That's true. Just go ahead and shoot what you want to shoot. Create what you want to create. There's nothing holding you back. Yeah, about the only advice that I give to people sometimes is, you know, like don't necessarily start with a feature length thing. Mm -hmm. Do the feed wet with shorts um, so that, you know, you can figure out what process you want to use to get content out there. That makes, then for as far as shorts go, do you mean something like about five, 10 minutes? Just to kind of I mean, anything less than an hour, really. I mean, okay. forty minutes could be considered a short by some people, but um, yeah, just uh, yeah, get get comfortable doing it um, on a smaller scale because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, it might never get it might never get finished. Um, I get approached by various various people who see my work as a producer, and they're like, "Oh, you know, would you ever work with me?" And I'll say, "Well, you know, what do you want to do? I want to do this feature. What have you done?" Um, you know, and I, I like to be able to see something so that I can see that at least that they have the commitment to finish a project. Um, I think a lot of people start things, um, but not that not as many people finish them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, my first films were basically all short films. I really didn't get a full-length feature film until it came back from somewhere, which was an hour long. Mm. And Desperate Souls being my longest one was an hour and forty minutes. An hour and forty, yeah, yeah. But that took that took me about two years to get to that point. See, and that's that's probably a good thing, though. I mean, because you're practicing with the shorter content, just getting used to doing whatever you do. You're getting used to just those little things to where you can kind of build up more into a full length feature film. Mm-hmm. So, so it's funny. I had another interview. And one of the things they touched on, the creator touched on, was just make short little clips, short films, because 
when you go and you get into a set to make a movie, that's all you're doing the whole time is just shooting small pieces of that film and then putting it together. So just get used to creating shorts, make your little short films. And then when you show up to set to do a full length, you're doing that over and over and over and over again until it's done. And then it goes to the editing floor and then it goes to the sound guys and then it goes off to post, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. That's an excellent point. It's wow. awesome. It's awesome. And I mean, again, it makes so much freaking sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Like it sounds, it sounds crazy. And it's like, oh, why, why would I create short videos or short to create a movie? It's like, so you get to process, to practice, and start, you know, get practice with scripted content. Mm-hmm. Five minute video scripted, you get used to that and then kind of build off of it. Yeah. And you said you took two years. You know, you you develop a following. um, Yeah. Fans, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, people who are interested in the work that you do. So that when you try to go do a feature, you're most likely going to need some money. Um, You've got a base of people that you can tap um, to ask for support. Yeah. Like an Indiegogo or Kickstarter and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Which they do. I back a lot of them damn things. Every time looking through them, like oh man, yep. And I know that well. And I'm getting more strict with it with myself. I'm like okay, because you see them a lot of times where people are dropping these, and then the movie never comes out. So I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do my research, make sure that these people are actually putting stuff out, make sure they have stuff out, and then go ahead and back it. I'm like, if you're just doing all these Indiegogos, you have 17 Indiegogos, you never put a movie out. I'm not gonna back that. I'm not, I'm not backing those. And that's another reason I do that, not just for the actors and the people who work on the film, it's for the backers as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put their hard-earned cash, hard-earned cash into my film. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility to get it out to them, to let them see what they paid for. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the type, like, I'm just going to let the cat out the bag, people. Listen, the first things I look for, when, as far as the Indiegogo thing, besides what I was just mentioning, is a Blu-ray. I love physical I love physical media just because of how you know all the streaming services can be they can pull a movie whenever pull a movie down whenever licensing whatever I don't know what it is I don't know enough about all that stuff but it's like I should have just bought this damn movie because now it's off of streaming and I can't find it anywhere <laughs> and it's the physical media yes it builds up and sits around and all that you get it you watch it or you'll watch the streaming even more so just because it's more convenient, but you, at least you still have it. So when the streaming takes it away, you're like, well, now let me go back to the Blu-ray or the DVD or whatever, or the VHS for some, and plop this right in there. For real. Do you guys do a lot of physical media, too, with your films? Yeah, we always do. Um, for the 1950s style stuff, we just do DVD, um, but for okay. other films, we'll do Blu-ray as well. Um, so a 4K version in Blu-ray and then also DVD. Nice. Nice. It's just, it's yeah, we, just, we, just, we use a manufacturer on demand service um, yeah. rather than piling up a bunch of inventory in my basement. Um, <laughs> not really my thing. <laughs> so yeah, they just get made as people buy them. Nice. Oh, that, see, that makes sense. That makes sense. Instead of having like, okay, I, I got these 400 Blu-rays. <laughs> Come on right. now, people. Right? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. It really is. It really is. 
I had another question. I just forgot it. That thing was asked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I saw, I saw it too. I was like, oh, I think he lost something. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you guys working on anything? You said uh, coming up soon, and where can people find you and go support you as well? Um, so, I'll give you a quick overview of this year because it's been a very, very busy year. So, we filmed Desperate Souls, which is a horror romance film, in February. And that is on Amazon Prime. And we just got notified, I think, today that uh, Tubi is uh, picking it up. So we'll be out on Tubi shortly. And then we have physical media available from our website, which is acrostarfilms.com. Um, we, after that, we filmed Attack of the Corn Zombies, which is a zombie film. Surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of blood and gore in there. About 40 extras uh, helped us uh, make a town full of zombies. Um, that is nearly done with post-production. Probably got a week or two left to go on post for that. And then it will uh, um, be available through our website. Um, we do still have crowdfunding campaigns open um, for both Desperate Souls and Corn Zombies on Indiegogo. If you just search for the title of the film, you can find those. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, let's see, we just filmed They Came Back From Somewhere, which is a sequel to It Came From Somewhere that we filmed last year. So it's 1950s style, creature feature, sci-fi, there's aliens, there's uh, totally cheesy props. Um, that comes out in the, a four by three aspect ratio in black and white um, with Ooh, you know, awesome. kind of scratchiness and graininess on the, the film as if it were made in the 50s um, nice. and we really leaned into the comedic aspects this time in terms of the acting i mean so far over the top um just yeah very very extreme uh, most people will get a kick out of, out of that movie and that will come out before the end of 2023 and uh then up in november we are going to film a psychological thriller with some horror aspects called mm -hmm. disremembered and uh, that one stars uh, Angel Bradford and Morgan Thompson, who are kind of big names in the indie horror world. Um, Beth Metcalf, uh, Kelsey Baker, and then two uh, people who are new to us working, um, Al Vitucci and Olivia. Ooh, yes, Olivia, Olivia Pracy. Yes. Um, so the last two play younger versions of Angel and Morgan. Um, and we have filmed... Um, some footage that we're going to use to put together a proof of concept and try to get that Indiegogo rolling as soon as we can. I have a, like a pre-launch page out there um, that I just put up today for Just Remembered. So we're collecting email addresses so that we can dish out the secret perks on day one and give people a bit of a discount. Nice. Awesome. awesome. And we try to make it fun for our fans. You know, it, there needs to be something in it for them. Uh, you know, it depends on, what people are after. Some people are just after IMDb credits. Some people are after physical media. So we do pre-ordering um, during our Indiegogo campaigns for physical media. Um, you know, once we get done with filming, we have props. Um, you know, we're trying to put together some more creative stuff for the upcoming films um, that would, you know, involve some of the cast members interacting with people. Uh, we don't sell roles in the film. You know, some people do that. Um, we have decided against that. Um, so yeah, all, all of those are, are cast. And then we've got 
one that we're also actively working on the film in April, um, not officially announced, but it's going to be called Night of the Dead Sorority Babes. Night of the and Dead blood, Sorority Babes. Yeah. <laughs> blood, blood will flow on that one. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really came up with that idea because I'm not sure who many, how many people remember, but back in the 90s, the USA channel had something called Up All Night around this year. And it, they showed like trauma movies and this over the top horror movies. Mm. So that's why I got the idea from that. And that will also star Angel Bradford, Morgan Thompson, some other big name scre Scream Queens. It's hard to say that fast. <laughs> and it will also star uh, Lynn Lowry. So nice. Appreciate you, Wayne. Have a great one. Thank you, sir, for coming. <clears throat> Yeah, so we like to stay busy. Um, you know, we do some film festival submissions in between uh, getting out on streaming platforms. You know, some of them are restrictive in terms of whether or not the film has been shown publicly and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. And we also, through the Indiegogo campaigns, try to do like a like a private online screening. Um, so that would be like the first time the cast and crew watch it, and you know, other folks are invited to with us and then we can you know get comments and feedback and they can ask the, the cast and crew questions and stuff um when we watch it for the first time so that's always a lot of fun oh, that's, that's awesome I that, like is, that. that is that that sounds fun that sounds really fun sturdy's a big proponent to the watch parties so. i love you <laughs> i love them i love them it's it's just because right. it brings you back to when you were just hanging out with friends family whoever you hung out with and watching movies with and you're watching movies having snacks cracking jokes, just having a good time. And I just love being able to do that, having to watch but it's tougher. I mean, in person it's tougher because everybody's moved or an adults and busy. So it's like, okay, let's do this watch party online and such and such a day, such and such a time. And this is going to be the movie. We're just going to have a good time with it. Well, we'll, let you, we'll let you know for Attack of the Corn Zombies. <laughs> Please do. Please do. And it's a great way to interact with the fans too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, as a fan of which we all are, as a fan of movies and stuff, it feels like you're saying interacting with the fans and it helps the fans and makes the fans feel more involved with stuff like that. So it's like, okay, now I'm a part of something. I'm a part of this. Like, yes, I backed it. Now they're doing a watch party. I get to watch it with the actors and actresses and directors and producers. Even if I'm just watching from my own home, but we're all watching it together. Then there's a Q&A after I get to be a part of. That's all. Like, people just love that stuff. Well, I'll, right. I'll speak for myself. Mm. I love that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want to speak for everybody, but just well, the, pre from, the, the previous on. one, the previous ones we've had, everybody enjoyed it. They all got into it, asked a lot of questions. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that, that's what they're for, though. It's it's a great freaking time. Like that's that's one reason why I love these horror conventions so much is being able to not just meeting the people, but then when you get to sit in on these panels or host these panels and just you just have such a fun freaking time. I was at a con this this past weekend. And one of my, actually two people that I know were doing panels and I'm sitting in there on them and I'm just like, oh my God, I miss this so freaking much. I was like, I miss this so much being up there hosting these things and all that. And again, it's just being a part of it. You're getting to talk to these actors or actresses, or if they're showing a film, like they're, what else do they do? They were showing, I don't even know what movie they were watching because I was walking around and stuff, but, uh, and then just kind of commentating as they're watching the film, like all that stuff is just such a fun, such a fun thing and a cool way to bring fans together whatever genre in this instance horror together to kind of just be able to see this be able to talk to people like you guys and like oh my god this is what happens on set or this is 
you know, this is how it was making this film and being ab- being able to actually ask the questions, not listening to it from an interview or mm-hmm. that you're watching on YouTube or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I'm not talking about like this with the live where people can type in and ask, but I mean, just that face to face is something completely yeah. different and just, you can't take, you can't take that away. <laughs> you cannot take that away. Like, look, I got to do blah, 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 blah. And it's fun. Right, and that's that's the beauty of indie film. I mean, it's more interactive with fans. I yes, Mm. yes. Mm. We've been doing this. When did I start getting into Search Thirty? Um, actually, maybe like the second week of this month. I'm not sure. And I'm just getting back connected with the indie scene, and it's it's been fun. It's been so much freaking fun just having these conversations, learning so much stuff, and. Hopefully, the people watching are learning stuff, especially if they're inspired and in creating some sort of content, listening to what you guys do and, you know, previous episodes and all that. Because a lot of the things you guys are saying, I mean, the main thing everybody said was just do it. Just go out there and try it. Just try it. You, Everybody has a phone, like you were just saying earlier, Steve. Everybody has a phone in their pocket or something. Go out there, hit record, and just try it. Have some fun and go from there. If you enjoy it, keep doing it. If not, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved it because, yeah, and just being able to talk to you folks, it's it's a it's an honor and a pleasure. Because again, the value that it offers. I mean, yeah, we're in this space, so we're kind of connected to it or whatnot. But at the same time, you just understand how interesting it is. You, we, I was laughing earlier because we were talking about commentary and Q and As, and Q and As are super cool and all that. You get more insight, you know, and you get mm-hmm. your answer question personally. But the I just realized the only time I was never mad anybody ever talked during a movie was when I was watching the director or the producer's commentary on a Blu-ray or a DVD. It's like you just can't get mad i'm enthralled by the story of behind the scenes and what's going on on the screen no matter what i know what happens but the extra details and the, mm-hmm. the little jokes that occurred and their remembrances it's like okay that that's one of the coolest fucking things to me i agree and as a matter of fact there was there was a movie on here that we reviewed and didn't like and it was it was an indie movie and the cool thing about that, though, was that during the episode, I, I invited the person on there. I was like, listen, if any of you guys from the film want to come on and talk to us and let us know why things happened the way they did. And the director came on. We had such a freaking blast with mm-hmm. him. Such a blast. But I'm bringing that up, too, because the whole commentary thing you were just saying, Chris, where how he had he had his film and then he had a film where he did commentary over and kind of explained why things were done the way they were. Yeah. We watched that after and then had the interview with him. I was just like. I still didn't like the movie, but I had such a fun time with him. And I liked it a little bit more because of what, what basically he was saying that um, it all started. Him and his wife were going somewhere for an anniversary. And she was like, have a friend come up and dress as Jason, like Jason Voorhees, and take some pictures. And it went from that to just literally just basically like writing on the as they're going through their days or whatever. They had some friends met up and just like hey let's just write and do write record basically just write record yeah. type of deal and i'm like okay that makes that make that makes a lot of sense <laughs> that makes a lot of sense and they had like a lot of uh easter eggs and all that other good stuff in there but it was just it, it just i was like i get it now i get it now and the cool thing about that too was the guy came on like yeah i get you guys didn't like it but here's why i did it the way i did it and you gotta respect it Right, you gotta respect it. I'm like, that's that's so cool. That's so cool. And what I another thing which I encourage people to do this, 
if you're filmmakers and if somebody's giving you an, an honest review and not just saying it sucks and that's it or whatever, but like, if this is why I didn't like it and they're inviting you to come, Hey, come on and just say why you guys did what you did makes for good conversation. And I think it helps on both ends. It helps on both ends. Cause for my end, it's like, okay, I get why they did this. I'm not going to say I was too harsh, but I get why they did this and kind of opens your mind up more. And then on their end, they're like, okay, there's certain fans of, this is what certain people like. This is how they like certain things done. And then I feel when you're touching certain properties, like again, like a Friday the 13th fan film, you have diehard Friday the 13th fans. I'm a, I'm a, a huge fan of it, but there's fans, there's people that are just like live, breathe everything about that film. And they're going to take it even more serious than me with the critiques and all that. So it's, mm. but again, it makes fun. It makes good fun conversation when it's not, this sucks. That's, it's garbage. I'm never watching this, but it's a, you could say that, but it's like, but why do you feel that way? Well, exactly. And I mean, that's what filmmakers need to hear sometimes. I mean, criticism could be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can be. They'll show you, oh, you know what? He is absolutely right. That's what was wrong with it. I see it now. And then you go ahead and you correct it in the future. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's not to say that, that person's right just because they didn't like it. Like there's others that may like it. And that's not to say, again, going with the ones that just say something sucks. It's like, eh, just ignore them. <laughs> that's what I do. Like when you have those people in the comments, just saying stupid stuff, I don't even pull your comment. I just ignore it. Act like I don't even see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not helpful to just hear that you didn't like it. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think, well, you know, thankfully most of the, the comments that we get, there's at least some inkling as to why. Um, and it's fine if, if, if everybody doesn't like it, everybody's not going to like it. Um, yeah. yeah. Why? Then we can decide whether that's something we want to take action on or not. Exactly. And I, I mean, that's what anything in life that can go just as simple as a breakfast. Like, I don't like this. Why? It needs more salt. <laughs> just as, I mean, just as simple as that, too. I mean, I know film isn't that simple, but I mean, sometimes it's just you don't like a movie because of these little things. Like, if you can fix these little things, this will make it a way better movie. And you know, if you add a little bit more seasoning to this, it'll make it a way better breakfast. <laughs> so it's, I guess it's, I guess with those things, it's kind of how you take the critique, but also how it's, how it's given. Cause sometimes people just try to be harsh just to be harsh. I'm like, that's not really, that's not helping anybody. And right. you're not going to get your point across. You're, they're going to ignore that actually, because you're just saying that instead of. Yeah. It just reminds me, there must be like some little gremlins that go out on IMDb before a film is released. And, and rate it with a one star because you know like like the day after a film is released all of a sudden we have like 15 one star ratings and it's only released if you buy a dvd from us which you couldn't have gotten overnight like you can't get it anywhere online yeah. like how can, how can you rate it like why why are why do people do that you know Spruce up your stats <laughs> jesus if people that you have a lot of time on your hands. Too much that. time on your hands. Right, right. You need to be going to do, do something else. Go read a book or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. book, watch a movie. Right. Wait for the movie to come out before you bash it at the very right. least. Yeah, actually watch the movie. <laughs> yes. Right, do, do something. You go, go make a movie yourself. You know, instead of... There you go. There you go. You can do any of that. You can do any of that. And <laughs> people are hilarious with stuff like that, though. Keyboard warriors. <sighs> Gotta love them. Gotta love them. They know so much, but don't know anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Did a jack of all trades and masters of nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Just typing. They're masters of typing, which 
keep it you know you know what you guys can do actually the people that like to do that and type those books and all that stuff but don't really have a reason why you're negative mm-hmm. turn that into a positive and help us with our descriptions and all that because you know so much <laughs> help us with scripts or help them with scripts you know you guys know so much just write a script and then send it to a producer director and see if they like your script and see if you guys can work together probably won't happen right but and when we just send it back we don't like it <laughs> well why we just don't like it <laughs> <laughs> don't give any don't give any real yeah, read it but i don't like it i no matter of fact matter of fact before it even gets to you you guys right. tell me you don't like it just just i don't like it but i just right. sent it out today I, I i just don't like it so as soon as right. it gets here i'm just gonna send it right back right a minute after you get it just send a reply back sucks <laughs> <laughs> Why? It just does. It just does. Thank you. <laughs> but you didn't even open the email. It sucks. <laughs> I didn't have to. Right. Oh, I accidentally man. hit the delete button. Sorry, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to waste my internet on that. No, I'm not even going to click that. It's going to be a spam folder. It boggles right. my mind. It boggles my mind that there that people can do that shit. Just right. okay. Just dismiss it. Right. right. It was marked unsafe, so I got rid of it. Oh, man, this was fun. This is fun. One movie, my last, uh, what's, yeah, my last question. One horror movie recommendation you would give this besides your own films. Yes, go watch their films, of course, but like okay. one movie suggestion you would have, you think someone should watch or just a movie you love that you feel others should watch. I'll say horror, though. Okay, horror. Uh, I'm trying to think of an obscure one. Uh, oh, boy, I can't think of it. There's a horror movie that Peter Jackson did way before he became famous. Hmm. Oh, my, I can't think of the name. It wasn't, it so, did he do Society? I don't think. Peter it had zombies. I remember. Oh yes, yeah. I I know what you're saying. I can't think of the freaking title. My brother that love it's real gory. Yes, the Lord mowing to the head. Yes, he the baby, the, the the big the brain dead or, or something like that. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, that's it. Something brain dead. Brain dead. That's it. Yes, the, that the zombies, the, the ladies, German Shepherd. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that movie's so funny and ridiculous. Yes, yes. Right. Yes, brain dead. That's it. That, would, that is what I would recommend. That's a great choice. That is a great choice. I liked the teamwork between the three of you to work out the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I started man. it off and I tagged the next, next one in. <laughs> hey, man. We got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ann? I can't think of anything obscure. Um well, it doesn't have to be obscure. I'll just say just a horror just a horror movie you feel like people should watch in general. Um, I am mostly a fan of like original versions of things. There aren't like I don't I don't really follow like any of the ones that have done franchises and stuff like that where there's okay. you know film after film after film. Um so I would recommend just because I used to I used to watch two films, and and I'm older than everybody here. I always am. Um, But when I used to get together with friends back in the 80s, we would watch two films back to back. 
just for the hell of it. We watched the same two films over and over again. You know, we rented them from Blockbuster or whatever existed at the time. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, great okay. freaking choices. Great. Which I want to say <laughs> for both of those films you just mentioned, I love the remakes. Yeah, see, I, I can't get into the remakes, but yeah, I mean, we would just watch them so many times. But they were com they were comical after a while, and we you know, we turn them into drinking games or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I just I have very fond memories of those two films, so I recommend them to people. Nice, awesome. What about you, Chris? I always tell people Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, but for some newer stuff, uh, Midsommar. Ooh, that's a good choice. Um, for me, let me think. I don't want to say Friday the Thirteenth. I had <clears throat> at the Conjuring. There's oh shit. Uh, what is it called? There's it's a grocery store or it's a it's a movie that's in a grocery store. It's on Tubi. I just can't think of what the name is right now. It's it's not on. the Mist, is it? No, it's not the Mist. It's it's like in a smaller store. It's like a mom and pop shop, and the store is actually closing that night, like mm -hmm. closing for good. Gotta look on Google. Excuse me. From like the 70s. Intruder. 89, not from the 70s. A movie called Intruder. Freaking love that movie. Uh, video store clerk said The Exorcist would be his choice. Their choice. It's always a classic. Always mentioned. Honorable mention. Yeah. That's actually going to be um, the original... I know at least around here where we're at, I think in Regal, the Regal Cinema is going to be playing that in October, the original Exorcist. I got to go see it. I've never, well, obviously, I haven't seen it in theaters. I wasn't born when it came out, but that's something I got to see in theaters. And then the new one, when that comes out, I think the same month. But I guess we can wrap this one up. Do you guys want to let people know where they can find you again before we... Um, yeah, you had uh, popped the website into the chat, acrostarfilms.com. Um, and then from there, you can click onto our Facebook group, um, which is a lot longer. Um, mm -hmm. But we update the Facebook group like several times a day because we have, you know, status going on with all the different projects and stuff. So uh, the Facebook group is the most active and you know, we've got about 4,600 people in that group. So um, we, we do give people an opportunity to do posts of their own on uh, Mondays. We talk about um, horror film marketing and horror cons on Tuesdays. We let people just talk about what they're working on. And on Fridays, we promote um, crowdfunding campaigns that have not yet met their goals. So people can um, comment on what, what's going on with them. Otherwise it's, it's all about us because it's our group, but uh, yeah, yeah we, we try to keep people up to date on it. That's awesome. It's great. That's awesome. Then, yeah, hunt for us on Indiegogo as well. We have several campaigns open right now, depending on what you're interested in. If it's uh, you know more of a zombie kind of thing or slasher kind of thing, psychological horror, um, got a little bit of something for everybody. We hope. There you go. Nice. And what's cool too is with your guys' website is you know if you go to, to specific movies or whatever, you can the Indiegogo thing is right there. Click the link and it brings you right to it. Or if the movie's out, click the link and it'll bring you right to the movie. You go rent it or buy it. And I like that. It's just quick and easy. It's not oh I gotta search fourteen thousand pages to find this one thing. 
You make it simple. Make it simple, which is smart. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you. Simple, which is very smart. And Steve, pretty much uh, the, the same links for you then? Same place uh, yeah. you? Okay. Which yeah. the links are in the description. And to find me, people, go to horrorsearch30.com. You'll find all of my links there or check out my link tree. And worst damn, his link tree is right in the description as well. Thank you guys for watching, listening. And for those of you that do listen to just the audios, I'm letting you guys know that a live will be starting tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Ooh. If you're listening to the audios, you know, the day that they drop, just letting you guys know this. Just letting you guys know this. But have a great night. I'll see you in your nightmares. Peace. Take care, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.